Welcome to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn, equipping, coaching, and restoring missionaries to answer God's call. We are continuing with missionary orientation, what I wish I would have known. Number 10, understanding short and long-term differences. When Michelle, Rachel, and I were putting together the missionary orientation talk, we had some basic short and long-term differences. But then one day we began to brainstorm all the differences and I put them in a chart. And today I'm going to have Michelle start on this topic. All right. Yeah, let's talk about the difference between short-term teams and long-term service. I remember when Marcy and I were, were first talking about this as a team, I got all excited about looking at these differences because I think a lot of people become full-time missionaries because of their short-term experience, thinking that it's going to look a lot the same, and the truth is it does not. But it's often those short-term experiences that that bring us onto the field long term and I know that was true in my own story is that I came when I was 15 on a short-term missions trip to Honduras and then all those years later I came down as a full-time missionary to Honduras and I think my experiences as a short-term worker were so impactful and so highly emotional and it, it God just used them to change my life that I kind of thought that my long-term experience would look similar to what my short-term experience looked like, and it did not. (laughs) And so I think that this is often an issue, especially if the missionary has a lot of short-term experience. I think there's a lot of disillusionment that comes down when they realize that it's not the same and it's not going to look the same. And one of the things that I came to, I felt like the Lord gave me this revelation on. And again, it's the silliest thing that you're ever going to hear coming out of my mouth. But I know when I got it, it was huge to me. Like this was a huge revelation coming down. And here it is, the biggest wisdom that you're going to get from me right here. Here it is, write it down. You only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Let me say it again. You only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And as silly as that sounds, that is huge, especially when thinking about short-term missions and long-term missions, because all you know is what you know, and what you know is what you learned as a short-term missionary. And you don't know what you don't know, so so you don't realize how different it's going to be as a long-term missionary. You think, based on what you know, that it's going to be like it was, and it just isn't. Or when you're a short-term missionary, you just feel so loved and appreciated, and people are so grateful, and there's just this feel-good type of atmosphere. But when you become a long-term those things disappear and all of a sudden you don't feel so loved and appreciated and people don't seem so grateful and you lose that feel-good feeling as you start delving into learning the language full-time and to getting into cultural adaptation and things do not look right and feel right and you just don't feel good at all. You're very uncomfortable. 
And you didn't feel that way when you were a short-term missionary. You know, when you're first here, there's no, there's no pressure or requirement on those that you serve. But then now you want them to show up for the Bible study. You want them to come to the meetings or whatever. And if they don't, then that can be disillusioning too. When there are short-term things and there's brigades or medical things or whatever, people are coming and they're often expecting to receive something. They're expecting to get something. And again, when you're not short-term, you're wanting people to come even if they don't get anything. And sometimes not the case, that's not the case. And then again, leads to disillusionment, disappointment. What in the world am I doing here? And I, I feel like one of the biggest things too is that when you're a short term, you're just looking to, to help, to give things. And you're realizing when you're here for a long time that you don't want to just give a handout. You don't want to just give the poor people clothes and food. And even though that makes you feel so good, your thought as, as a long-termer is, how can I create sustainability? How can something be self-sustaining and not just giving, giving, giving? You don't want to create that that handout mentality, but you want to give people a hand up to come out of the poverty, not just com- always being in that cycle. And that those are big things, huge things. I remember one time when I had an intern here she came for six months and the, her only experience, the only thing she knew, remember, well, you only know what you know, she had been with Compassion International. It's a wonderful organization, but her only short-term service was through Compassion. Well, when they come here, what they do is they go to their Compassion Project sites and the people who have a child at that site get to visit their child. And there are, they visit several sites during the week or so that they're here. And so they just go from site to site and visiting kids. And typically they stay at the nicest motels, they eat at nice restaurants, and they just go visit and play with kids for, for the week. Well, when this intern that came, came to me, and that is the only experience that she knew She's thinking that when she comes to me, it's going to look like the experience that she knew. Well, see, that's not my background. That's not what I know as far as missions, especially now being a long-term missionary. So there was a lot of conflict. I mean, just to try to get her to, hey, why don't we go do this and go do that? She didn't want to do that. It's like she liked to just go hang out and play with kids, but that's not what I do. And so we had a lot of, I think, different differing expectations of her coming down what I thought she was coming down to do and what she thought she was coming down to do was very, very different and created quite a bit of um, conflict during the six months that she was here because of what we knew. And I only know what I know and she only knows what she knows and I don't know what she knows and she doesn't know what I know. And so just you can see how that can create some conflict. Same thing happened uh, when I had some new teammates come down and they did come down for long term, but all of their short term experience was doing construction teams. And so when they came down here, I think they just thought it was going to be a really long construction team and that they were going to just be busy, 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 building, building, building. But when they got down here, we only work when we have money to work and we don't always have money to work. 
And so they had to do some more maintenance type things, just maintaining grounds. And they didn't like that. They wanted to be working, working, working and can't do that all the time. You know, when you're on a one week trip, you can do that because it's one week. But when you're here for years, you don't work in that same way. And it causes a lot of conflict if you think that that's how it's going to be when in reality it's not going to be that way. It can cause a lot of issues if you think that your long-term ministry is going to look like a short-term trip. <laughs> when you come on a short-term team, everything is prepackaged for you. Somebody, usually, the long-term missionaries have worked very hard at before you got to the field to put everything together for you. Your food is prepared for you. There are translators there to help you communicate uh, the materials, whether that be construction materials or medical materials, VBS materials, just happen to also be there on the ground when you get there. You're picked up in a bus or in a minivan when you get there, and everything is set up for you. You know where you're going. You know, well, you might not know where you're going, but you magically end up there. You might not know what you're eating, but all of a sudden there's a plate of food in front of you, and uh, just everything is planned out to a T for you. And like I said, that happened typically because the long-term missionaries on the field took care of all of that before you actually got there. But when you are not on a short term, and so you have to figure out what you're going to eat. You have to figure out the language because now all of a sudden you don't have those translators. Now you have to figure out how to get those materials because they didn't magically appear on the ground in front of you. So you have to find out how to get that wood, how to get that cement and those blocks and whatever it is that you need. You have to do that. Somebody's not doing it for you. You have to do it. And so often things take so much longer than you think that they should. And so as a long-term missionary, you spend so much time, especially in the beginning, just trying to figure out how things work, how to buy that food to make that dinner, find out how to buy the cement and all of those things. It, it just takes such a long time to figure that out. And that's what you don't have to do on a short-term team. And just trying to figure out all of that logistics, all of those details of getting those things in order takes a lot of time. In going over these differences between the short-term and long-term experience on the mission field, I began to have this thought. If our short-term team experiences had the goal of making and training potential future missionaries, they would be more realistic to the long-term experience. Let me repeat that. If our short-term team experience had the goal of making and training potential future missionaries, they would be more realistic to the long-term experience. Rethinking teams is sometimes something that happens when you come on the field long-term. How can you incorporate missionary training into a team's short-term experience? How can you share daily life and activities with them? Go shopping and look for ingredients? Wait in line at the bank? 
only come alongside what you are doing as a missionary and not add extra projects? Take a language class? Sit in an untranslated church service? The Honduran Fellowship started doing team trips entitled A Day in the Life of a Missionary. On this type of trip, the team visits different missionaries and ministries and their struggles and end with praying and ministering to the missionary. I challenge you to rethink teams. Another difference to consider between short-term and long-term missions is intensity and pace. Short-term trips are very fast-paced, whereas long-term missions should be at a slower pace. No one can maintain the intensity of a short-term trip. If you are a teams person, meaning you run teams for an organization, then watch your scheduling. I suggest a week at least in between teams. If not, you will burn out. Pace is different for every missionary too. Some jump right into ministry, such as an organization or with an orphanage. But for others, it can take two years from the time they get into the country until their ministry actually begins. Maybe they're waiting to build a feeding center, or they have other things that have to happen first. So for those with time on their hands, boredom can set in. So make sure you have hobbies and bring entertainment, games, books, movies. Think about what living with your spouse and or children 24-7 will look like. Think ahead. Get your ministry organized. Create team forms, staff job descriptions, guidelines. Organize finances. Now you're a self-employed business owner, so make sure you're keeping track of your receipts and documents for taxes. Maybe it's communication with supporters and family and learning. Find out how others are doing things. Don't reinvent the wheel. There are lots of differences in the short and long-term experience. We can be let down or discouraged by unmet expectations when we come on the mission field. By thinking through the differences, we can prepare ourselves for a more realistic experience. Thank you for listening today, and remember, trust God and answer the call. Thank you for listening to Answer the Call Missionary with Marcy Fenn. If you have questions or topic ideas, please leave a comment or send a voice message. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please subscribe and share or give at worldoutreach.org backslash 349. For more information on Answer the Call Ministries, please visit the website at www.atcministries.org.